Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. So uh, today, uh, I, I kind of had a dilemma. Because uh, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about my sermon text for today. Note to self, look at sermon texts in advance, right? Oops. See, a couple of weeks ago, it was uh, Transfiguration Sunday. And I, I focused on that phrase, listen to him, that God the Father said to the disciples and then ultimately to us, listen to him, listen to Jesus. It's like, why did they have to, why did the Father have to say that? And I realized, oh, it's because the disciples and us tend not to listen to Jesus. And that's when I, uh, referenced our text for today. So uh, I'll read the text right now. It is uh, Mark chapter 8, verses 31 to 38, but I'll I'll focus in on just one verse uh, after I read the whole thing. Jesus then began to teach the disciples that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but the concerns of men. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for a man to gain his whole soul or the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with his holy angels. So since I had already spoken about this text, I decided to focus in on just one verse of the text and help us understand the concept of the cross. Let's read this verse together. Those of you who are here and, and at MKE, let's read it together. If anyone wants to follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Now you may notice that I'm reading here from the Evangelical Heritage Version. This is a translation of the Bible that that some of our pastors within our church body developed over the last few years. And I use this translation for this verse because there is a subtle difference. The NIV that we normally use translates this, anyone, uh, uh, whoever wants to follow me must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And when we in English hear the word must, we tend to think of compulsion, right? You must do this. But the the Greek 
is reflected better here in the Evangelical Heritage Version. And, and to, just so you know, every translation has its weaknesses. And one of the weaknesses of the NIV is there, there's a lot of musts where, we, where we'd really prefer that they keep the original let him or let, let them. Because what Jesus is doing here is he's not saying, you must take up your cross. You see, he's just talked about how he was going to deny himself and take up his cross and then rise again, right? And, and now he invites his disciples in the crowd. I want you to follow in my path. You know, to follow in my path, it, you, you'll, you'll, need, you'll need to deny yourself. It, it, it does involve denying yourself and taking up your cross, but, but I'm inviting you. I'm not saying you must do this. I'm inviting you to come along with me because just as I am rising from the dead at the end of my cross, I want you to enjoy eternal life too. So would you come along with me? Please come. You see, an invitation is very different than a, a command. And a, you must do this, right? So get that? So here's the Savior's invitation. Let's take up the cross. But what is that? What is the cross? So today what I want to do is I want to look at four things about the cross that Jesus is calling us to pick up. Uh, the first is to know the history of our cross and then the shape of our cross and then the joy of our cross and finally the strength for our cross. Now first of all, the history of the cross. Here you have to go all the way back to the Garden of Eden to understand what our cross is. Now before the fall into sin, Adam and Eve didn't have to wear, bear a cross. Because Adam and Eve's will was in perfect sync with their creator's will, right? They never had to say no to something. They never had to say, no, I can't do that. No, because they were just thinking the same thing that God wanted them to do. There was no cross before the fall into sin. But this was one of the ahas as I'm studying this concept of the cross this week that there was no cross after the fall for Adam and Eve. Now you might say, wait a second. Uh, they're terrified of God. They scurry for cover. They're afraid of death. You know, the, the, their relationship is, is turned really sour, right? They blame each other. Whoo! Isn't that the cross? No. Troubles come into the world because of the cross, but only believers can carry the cross. The cross isn't suffering. The cross is how you react to that suffering. And when Adam and Eve fell into sin, they weren't about to submit themselves to God. They were hostile to God, right? Adam and Eve even, even blames God. You know, this defective woman you put here with me, it's your fault, God. See, there's this enmity. There was no cross-bearing. There was bitterness and anger. But it's only after the promise of the Savior, after uh, they, they come to know that, that there is going to be a seed of the woman who would crush Satan's head, that the cross becomes everything in their lives. And that's true for us, too. When we come to faith, whether it's as an adult or maybe as a baby in baptism, suddenly the cross is meant to fill our lives. Jesus' cross is meant to fill our lives. That, that Jesus' cross is what we really focus on. He died on the cross for me, therefore I know that I am perfectly forgiven. But our cross is to fill our lives. 
You see, our cross is to recognize that when we come to faith, there is a new self within us that wants to follow Jesus, but there's still a part of us that doesn't. And that's our cross, is to say no to that sinful nature, that selfishness that's still always there with us, to say no to that part, and to say yes to God's will. It is hard work. That is the cross we are to bear. And what God wants is that cross to become more and more just who we are and what our life is as Christians. And then finally we look forward to that day when uh, the work is done in heaven. There isn't going to be a cross in heaven. Uh, Our will will be like Adam and Eve's and it'll be in perfect sync with our creator and redeemer. There will never be a thought where we have to, no, you can't do that, you can't think that, no. We'll always be thinking exactly what God wants us to think and do. No more cross. But until that day, you and I have to carry a cross. So what is that cross? What, What is the shape of your cross? So on the back of the worship folder, I, I, I have that illustration. I hope you're filling it out. But then I also have three passages that help, that help us understand the shape of our cross. The first one is where Jesus answers the question, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Now, now how does that reveal the shape of the cross we are to carry? Well, there is a part of us that doesn't want to love God with all my heart and soul and mind. You see, to love God with all my heart means to say, God, I want what you want, not what my heart wants. I want what you want, not what my soul wants. I want what you want, not what I think is right or best for me. I want what you want. You see, the cross... Is, is recognizing there is a part of us that is a, refuses to submit my will to God. And, and that's the part that we have to deny ourselves. This is the kind of fasting that Isaiah was talking about. To say, let's deny ourselves. Let's say no to part of ourselves. And submit our will to God. Now for us as Christians, this cross probably isn't I have to say no to the, to the desire to out, outwardly rebel against God. I don't care what God wants. If we believe in Jesus, we probably all want to, we want to do what God wants to do. The cross probably is more in the shape of saying no to laziness and complacency. For example, uh, on Friday, uh, we had a little church gathering at the doctor's office just down the street. Um, two couples who were members of our congregation got to know each other, and, and uh, one of them I didn't even know. Sorry, Peter and Kristen, but I didn't remember your name. And, you know, they just admitted, you know, we're not there as often as we should. You know, and, and I don't think it's because, you know, that, that, that's true probably for every one of us here. It, it's easy to get out of a good worship and, and Bible reading pla- pattern, right? 
It's hard to get started and really easy to get out of. Because there's so many good things for us to do, right? You know, there's vacations to go on, and maybe your work schedule makes it hard to get to church, or, or, or maybe, you know, you, you got kids, and, and you got to go to all these sporting events, and it's just really hard to have a good worship pattern. And gradually, we let good things in this world push out what is really important, right? Because we com- become complacent. Or we get lazy. It's just hard to set aside a time every day to, to read God's word, to, to listen to a devotion. It's just hard. You see, the shape of the cross is saying no to that complacency and laziness to take up our cross, to deny ourselves and follow Jesus. And taking up that cross might be as simple as, as what one uh, couple uh, they're on vacation, and they emailed several of us pastors just asking just a really good question about how to handle a situation. And we responded, you know, I think the best thing to do is to take up the cross. You know, they said, well, we could watch online, and we encouraged them. You know, there's a Wells Church a ways away. Why don't you drive to the Wells Church? It'll take time out of your vacation, but what a marvelous testimony it will be to your family that you're staying with and to your fellow Christians at that Wells Church. Oh, okay, uh, taking up the cross means I'm not gonna do the easy thing, I'm gonna go, how best can I glorify God, right? What's best for the people around me? Take up your cross, bad laziness and complacency, that's just a fact of life in the Christian church here in America. The second passage doesn't really jump out at you as a cross passage. You know, it's this very uh, familiar passage. Love is patient. Love is kind. You know, and, and I would encourage you to take this worship folder home. Please don't turn it in. All we do is we put it in a recycling bin. Take it home with you. If you didn't pick one up on the way out, uh, way in, please, there, there, there's a whole stack of them out there on the Welcome Center. I just checked. Take one home and just spend some time reading very slowly. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. And then think about what Pastor Nate talked about, love, you know, sins of omission and sins of commission. How, how have I, I failed to show love? How, how have I failed to be patient and kind, not just to the, to the nice people around me, but to the unkind people around me, the people who are enemies, right? You see, we have to say no to that part of us that doesn't want to submit to God's will. To say no to the the self-righteousness, I can justify the way I act and say, yes, Lord, I'm here to love as you love me. And just remember, you know, you probably heard this in a message somewhere along the line, but that you can read this passage and just always put Jesus in place of love. You know, that Jesus is patient, Jesus is kind, Jesus doesn't envy. Just remember that, that Jesus fulfilled this law perfectly for you. And this is what motivates us to take up our cross, to say no to that selfishness and self-righteousness and follow Jesus. 
And then the third passage is, is one that, that I would not have thought of as a cross-bearing passage until I read a, a book that I'm going to reference in just a sec. But I'll never look at this passage in the same way. Uh, let's read this passage together. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Now, whatever room you're in, whether it's here uh, uh, at Muskego and you've walked through that door over there, or Bridge MKE, the door directly behind you, or if you're watching online, just the door that you walked through to, to get into the room that you're in right now. Think of that door as Jesus. That through Jesus, we have walked into this room that we now call grace. That we live in God's grace, that we are perfectly forgiven. And so there is never a reason to be afraid or despair. But I have to admit that very often I despair because I know that Jesus died on the cross for all of you ungodly people, but I know better, right? I'm a pastor. I should be better, right? I can fix it on my own, and when I can't, what happens? Despair, right? I have to take up my cross and say no to that part of me that's refusing God's gospel will and just believe that Jesus died for me. The cross is submitting our will to God's will. And now every one of us, that that cross will look different for every one of us. In fact, uh, again, take a, take a look at the worship folder. On the inside of the worship folder, there is the, the group work on the inside back page. And then you go one more page, and there's, it says, the cross, a sampler. And this comes from a book that I would encourage you uh, to pick up, to order online, The Theology of the Cross, Reflections on His Cross and Ours by Daniel Deutschlander. Just a, a, a classic that, that one of our former professors at Martin Luther College wrote. And what he did, if you look at that, uh, there, there are different you know, shapes that the cross will take as we go through life. And, and he gives examples of uh, when you're young, the cross takes on this sense of restlessness. I, I just have this restlessness. There's, the, the, you know, there's so much to do, and, and, and if I don't do everything, I'm missing out on something. And if, if God's commandments are telling me not to do something, I'm missing out on something that's great and fun. And, 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 and if I don't do it, then maybe I'm weird. Scan through that sampler. Circle words this week. This is your, my next steps. Circle words and phrases that apply to you. Help, help understand the, the shape of the cross that you're bearing, the things that you have to say no to so that you can follow Jesus, take up your cross and follow Jesus. For those in the middle, very often it's, it's disappointment. You know, life hasn't panned out the way you had thought. The, the, the fairy tale life that you would imagine just isn't happening or, or maybe it's, it's not happening fast enough and there's this sense of greed and, and I need more and I need more and I need more. What is the shape of the cross that you have to say, oh Lord, help me see that cross 
So I deny myself and take up your cross, accept your will, and follow you. And for those of us who are in the golden years, very often it takes the form of callousness and bitterness. Christians who have just been incredibly kind and generous throughout their lives, towards the end of their lives, sometimes can become very bitter and angry because uh, we see that the end is coming and, and, and we have to give up our freedoms and, and, and it's easy to get angry at God. See, these are our ne your next steps. Look through this as just a sampler. If you're a reader, order this book. The title is on the top of that page. And understand the shape of your cross. Because it is by carrying the cross that we can go through the cross to life everlasting. Just like Jesus did, he took up his cross for us and then rose again. And there is a joy in taking up the cross. Now it seems odd that my first point under the joy of cross is uh, the title of a blog that I read this past week by Ryan Brugge, uh, Men Have Abandoned Marriage and Parenthood. Ryan Brugge is it's just a, a fun blog to look at because he's, he's a, a stats guy and a graphs guy, and so he produces these graphs and shows, and, and this, this one was to, to see that, you know, Probably 25 years ago, 30 years ago, men were, were getting married and having kids that they were taking care of earlier. Like 25 years old, 50% of American males were, were married at, you know, for the first time and, and they were taking care of kids. They, they took on those responsibilities. And, and now uh, the, to get to 50% of of American males being married for the first time, it's almost 40. And I wish I could say, oh, it's because American males are showing self-restraint and uh, uh, withholding their desire for, for sexual intimacy. I don't think that's it. I think they want everything that they want and none of the responsibility, right? But I put it under here because for those whom God has blessed, those of you whom God has blessed uh, with, with a, a marriage and children, you know that it is a cross, right? Some of the greatest pain that you experience is, is when the person that you love the most hurts you and, and your kids disappoint you, man, it hurts. It is a heavy cross sometimes to take on the responsibility of being a spouse and a parent, but it is also the source of greatest joy, isn't it? There's nothing better. There's nothing better. Another illustration is what I heard in this room here in the gym on Tuesday afternoon Pastor Slomer, who is the administrator for world missions in our church body, was talking about our mission work in East Asia. And he talked about the leader of the Hmong Fellowship Church. Now, the Hmong Fellowship Church is in Vietnam. And you may remember that the Hmong were the, the, the people who were, were our allies in the Vietnam War. And, and uh, very often they, they have been mistreated by the, 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 the communist Vietnamese government. 
and here's this Christian, and he was in prison for seven years. Uh, the, the communist government was trying to get him to, to give up his Christian faith. And you imagine how hard it was every day to take up his cross, to submit his will to God's will and say, okay, I'm going to bear the, 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 the torture and the, the hopelessness of imprisonment. I am not going to give up on my faith. But just imagine his joy as he sees the Hmong Fellowship Church that he helped form, numbering about 200,000 people gathering together in worship. You see, there's a joy in carrying the cross. That's why James writes, and let's read this passage together, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. There's a joy in knowing that it is very often in the darkest times when the cross is heaviest, when it is hard to submit to God's will, that there our faith shines forth most clearly And people are blessed by our carrying the cross. So let us take up our cross, deny ourselves, and follow Jesus. And know that you're not doing it alone, that there is a strength for your cross. Jesus promised, take up my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What makes Jesus' burden light? Because we know that as we look back and see how we have failed to take up our cross, how we have failed to deny ourselves, we see that Jesus has taken up all of that guilt upon himself and, and died on, that, on the cross, on his cross for ours. His cross becomes ours. We are perfectly and completely forgiven. And he says, I, I want to give you rest. And, and Deutschlander says, we really should translate that more as, I, I will give you refreshment. That's what the Greek word means. Or, you know, rest is going to come in heaven. But right now, Jesus says, I want to give you refreshment. You know, in our bridge service, we want to respect our, our guests. You know, we believe here uh, that in what we call close communion, that when we commune together, it's really important that you understand what communion is and that, that we're united in faith because when we commune together, we're making a confession to each other. And so it, the Lord's Supper is like a family meal. And we just said, you know what, out of, out of love for our guests, we as family members are going to put ourselves out. We're, we're going to come early so that we can receive this family meal without putting pressure on our many guests here at the bridge and MKE. So every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, Jesus sets a meal for us and says, I know how hard it is. And I want to give you refreshment. And when we receive Jesus' body and blood, you know what we're receiving? We're receiving the blood of the new covenant, he said. This marvelous promise that 
we're forgiven, that we're his, that he will change the way we think and that he'll change the way we act. Are you getting tired of taking up your cross and following him? Then come next Sunday, 10 o'clock, and find that marvelous refreshment and strength from our Savior. And then help each other find strength. In Galatians chapter 6, it says, carry each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Look at the worship folder again. And this time, uh, gotta find the page. This time it's, it's kind of towards the, the beginning where it says connect, get connected with others. And you might go, why are you always as pastors telling us get connected with others? I'm fine just worshiping here. I get what I need. And, and, and especially for you who are introverts who just go, you know what? Uh, I don't want to talk with anybody. It's hard. But I, I'm, I'm encouraging you, deny yourself and take up your cross and follow Jesus. You see, it's, it's not just about you. It's about your fellow Christians. And so get connected. You know, volunteering, setting up here or taking down, doing things in ministry, it's not about getting the work done. Yeah, work gets done, but what it really is all about is you get connected. Getting in a a small group Bible study, it's really not just about learning the Bible, it's about getting connected and getting to know each other. And even getting together just to have fun, to play softball together, it's not about whether you win or lose, it's about getting connected. So that you get to know people and you can see, friend, I think you're getting tired carrying your cross. I think you're tired of, of saying no and you just need some encouragement to say no to your sinful nature and, 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 and to be reminded of God's forgiveness. So I'm here to help you carry the cross. Let's get connected to each other, to step out of our comfort zone. Because we need people who can look in our eyes and say, Pete, I, I see you're tired. And I'm here to help you carry your cross because that's what God's calling us to do. So let's read this verse together and follow Jesus. If anyone wants to follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Amen. I'd ask you to stand. And let's join in prayer. There's so much to pray for right now that I just decided I'm going to make a response of prayer. And I would encourage you, don't look at the screen that's all yellow because, man, you can't tell the difference between white and and yellow. You better look at this one. I'll read the white, and if you'd read the yellow. Heavenly Father, thank you for the cross that you've given to each of us to bear. As we pray for daily bread, we include the daily bread of strength of faith to deny ourselves and take up that cross. Give us eyes of compassion 
so that we see our brothers and sisters in Christ as they grow weary. Help us to carry each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Father, thank you for sending your son to carry his cross. His cross is ours. The guilt and punishment that we deserve for our failures to carry our cross. Send your Holy Spirit that we might daily claim forgiveness and new hope in Jesus' cross. Loving Father, provide whatever each of us may need for body and life. Protect us and those we love from all harm and danger. In this election year, we pray that you grant peace and unity within our nation. May it be your will to bring to an end the violence that racks Ukraine, Israel and Gaza, and so many other areas of the world. Father, our nation and our world need to know Jesus. Help each of us fulfill our part in your missionary plan. Help us by every possible means to bring every person within your area of influence closer to Christ. Provide your church with more workers in your harvest field. We pray for our called workers. Finally, Father, bless our communicants as next week we come again before your altar here at the bridge to receive your body and your son's body and blood. Help us claim the promises of the new covenant, the peace of forgiveness, the confidence that we are your children, and a new heart and new strength to live to your glory. Amen. And we join in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ Sermon Podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ podcasts are from our current sermon series and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org.